Hi, welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thanks for joining us. This episode of The Landscape is brought to you by Delta Dental of Ohio. For more information, please visit deltadentaloh.com. It's certainly easy to raise an eyebrow when it comes to conversations about developing the lakefront here in Northeast Ohio, because with some notable exceptions, it seems like we talk more about it than anything actually happens. We've asked Jay Miller, our government and economic development reporter, to join us as he has a series of articles that will be published on Monday the 30th, looking at what's going on with possible development at the lakefront. Jay, thanks for being with us. Good to be with you, Dan. Jay, I'm being cynical. Chairman Mao had less five-year plans. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, I mean, things have improved. You know, we look back at the late 60s when the, when the water was a disaster. That's not the problem as much anymore. People are fishing. The water is being used. But what's changing? Well, what happened was the river caught fire first in 19, 1969. And shortly after that, the Clean Water Act was passed, the Federal Clean Water Act, which required businesses and anyone else who... who dumps anything in, into a lake or river to clean it up before they dump it. So as a result, first the Cuyahoga River started getting cleaned up, and finally the, the lake, lake area itself got cleaned up. And it's been, it's taken a while. It's, it, for Obviously, it's a big lake. It took, took a while for it to get clean enough to, and there was a time, for example, when you couldn't swim in Lake Erie. And you have to post signs every once in a while that the water was not good. That's not happening the way it used to. So the, the beaches are opened up a little bit more, and uh, there's been some... Uh, renovation and some development along the lake, but I think the next 10 years we'll see a lot more, it looks like. We often focus, because we're here in Cleveland, we say we talk about the lakefront by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the stadium, but the lakefront extends much further. Um, yes. So where do, and it's a big tourist attraction, so where are tourist dollars being spent right now when we talk about Lake Erie? Well, uh, one figure I saw said that one-third of the state tourism dollars are spent along the lake. But I suspect a lot of that is the, the Cedar Point area and the, the Lake Erie Islands. But the, the, the point there is people are attracted to the water or waterfront, where they live, wherever they live, away from the lake. They want to come to, they want to, come to water. And this is a, the, the more we can do to clean it up, make it, make it attractive for people to visit, the more tourist dollars should come to the city. In addition to tourist dollars, there's a lot of organizations that say we need to make the lakefront more viable and, and, and more accessible. What are some of the other reasons people want that to happen? Well, I think part, part of it is, again, it's, it's the whole idea of making the city, making the region more attractive to students who, who go away to college and don't come back. It, with, with, with more attractions along in the area and, and along the lake in particular, it, it, there's hope that this will make it more attractive for, for those kinds of folks to return to the city or even new folks to come to the city. So there's a number of plans out there. Let's talk about a couple of them. There's one with the acronym CHEERS. What is that about? Yes. Uh, well, it's, it's um, uh, it stands for Cleveland Harbor Eastern Empowerment Embay- Embayment Resilience Study. <laughs> Cheers is good. Yeah, long, yeah. <laughs> I think they came up with the, with the, the acronym first and they had to fit words in to make it fit. But that's the way it goes sometimes. But what this is, Cleveland Metro Parks and some other partners have a plan to, to uh, redo the area east of downtown. It's around what's now Gordon Park and and and, and the. Uh, where MLK Boulevard comes into the Sherway. The Sherway kind of tore apart that area and made it, it made the lakefront inaccessible to, to people in those neighborhoods. The plan here is to, is to uh, make the waterfront itself more attractive and, and make it more easier for people to get to the lakefront who live in Glenville and, 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 and Huffick neighborhoods near the lake. I mean, those are beautiful neighborhoods, but there's just really not much access, is there? No, no. It's, it, the, the freeway cuts it off. And also then we have the issue, and this is one of those things, again, one of these debates we have over and over, the replacement of the stadium as well as Burke Lakefront Airport. What happens with those? Well, those are that's part of a long-term plan. Which the city has put out a, um, 
uh, has hired a consultant to look at that and spend the next year looking at the field, like for deciding what, what the best things to do north of the, of the stadium. There's a lot of open land, which, which can be redeveloped. There's, there used to be a plan for that, which never came through. This, this hopefully will be a new plan for that space. Then comes Burke. That will take a lot longer to develop because it's now a, an airport that has some federal money involved that, that has to be paid off before you can do anything. So that will take longer, but, but there's lots of waterfront, not just downtown Cleveland, to be redeveloped. One of those places is Euclid, where, you know, the notion is to try to get more and more people to make their access there. But there's a lot, well, of, private, there's a lot of private homes there. How will that all work? Yeah, I, I, I don't remember the exact number now, but I, my recollection is about 70% of the, of the lakefront is privately owned property. But to open it up to, to, to the public, the, the, uh, the city of Euclid helped those people who, who have waterfront property stem the, the erosion problem they have. You know, the, the lake... Um, battering of the lake in, in the winter and all, all, all year, actually, heavy rains can, uh, has uh, eaten away some of the land along the lakefront. And these property owners are concerned that they pay thousands of dollars sometimes to, to keep uh, the erosion from uh, taking their land. Euclid said, we'll help you pay for that, but in exchange, we want lakefront access. So they built a, a walkway along the lakefront, along about three-quarters of a mile, this new lakefront. It's a wonderful walk now. And, and, and the plan is to do that in other areas along the lakefront. This episode of The Landscape is brought to you by Delta Dental of Ohio. With offices in Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Dublin, Delta Dental of Ohio is proud to be an industry leader in dental benefits. Together with our customers, providers, and employees, we build a higher standard of oral health care in our communities. And we are more than dental. At Delta Dental of Ohio, we work with entrepreneurs, innovators, and changemakers who are committed to improving the health and well-being of all Buckeyes. Together, we are building healthy, smart, vibrant communities for all. Jay Miller joins us today for The Landscape, a quick conversation. We're talking about a series of articles that Jay will have on January 30th on Monday in Cranes, Cleveland, taking a look at lakefront development, an off-discussed issue here in Northeast Ohio, and maybe some things are going to happen. Jay, do you know anything about the Haslam plan? Did that, is that still up for grabs? Are they still discussing uh, that? Well, there wasn't so much a Haslam plan as an idea that says, hey, we'd like to be involved in, in whatever happens. Okay. <laughs> so the and when I spoke to, uh, I got a comment from, from some folks from the, the Browns uh, saying, well, we're interested and we want to be a participant. So they will be involved. Part of the issue there, and for them and for, for anybody along the, the North Coast in, in the Cleveland area, is the only access to the lakefront now is West 3rd Street or East 9th Street. Those are horrible bridges to walk, walk along to try and get to the lakefront. The prob- the, the, there's, there's been plans that, the, that hopefully will come to fruition to put a, a, a cover over the, the shoreway and the railroad tracks make a, a, a like a grassland kind of approach to the lakefront. How much of a problem yeah. does the shoreway present? I mean, just the nature of how it's built and, and it sort of goes way down into the flats. Does that really impede things? Oh, yeah, very much so. It, it's and, and to be honest, originally, there were that's all there was in the lakefront was those railroad tracks. The lakefront was, was never really – the city grew up along the river rather than the lakefront. Let's put it that way. And so the lakefront was ignored for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, in some respects, or for, the city sort of has its back to the lakefront. Like, we don't really exactly. pay much attention to it, which is odd. I mean, obviously, given now that we're taking more advantage of it in terms of all kinds of business opportunities and obviously for entertainment. So, sure, the, when you look at it, compared to a city like Chicago, which which kept their lakefront open, that, that's it's been open, wonderful for years. They're trying to d- duplicate some of that here. 
that, that feel here at least. Well, I know that you know you you see people going to Manor Headlands and then uh, now now the place is escaping me the the park and the lakefront thing in Lakewood that's very popular where they have the summer solstice. Yes. Um, what what's kind of developments going on in terms of those kinds of places? Are, are they looking for, to do more things with like oh there's like yes. the old Euclid Beach all that. Uh, from from uh, Vermilion in the in the west to Fairport Harbor Painesville in the east, there's lots of plans. Uh, among them is, is the plan where the old there's a power plant in Avon, Avon Lake. That they're trying to re- someone has plans to redevelop that to make it more attractive for uh, local boaters and, and and anyone who wants to just picnic grounds, places to walk. Those are the kinds of things that are that are becoming attractive. The, the metro parks, both in in um, Cuyahoga County and Lake County, are trying to build trails to, to from inland up to the lakefront to, to allow for bikers and, and, and hikers to, to get, get up there more, get, make it more attractive to get to the lakefront. Vermilion is a, is a beautiful place, but I mean, for many people, it's kind of a hall. Is there any possible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, but it is, it's wonderful. Is there a possibility of sort of developing those, that kind of resort thing in other spots here in Northeast Ohio? There's not a lot of plans at this point for Beaches, if you want. To, although the better, maybe the best example is if you've, if you've been to anyone who's been to Edgewater Park. That's what, what I'm trying to think is, of. <laughs> yeah, that's that's been remarkable. And there may be some of that on the the Metro Parks that Shears project we talked about. There may be some of that kind of beach there. But it, at this point, the plans aren't, aren't firm for beaches. Let's put it that way. Beyond beyond that. So how much of this is a public thing that, that the government's going to do, and how much is, will be the private sector involved? It's largely public, and that's part of the the issue. Is it's expensive to, to, because part of the, the lakefront has been uh, turned into like what are called bulkheads. There's no beaches there. Instead, there's bulkheads for uh, for boat marinas or whatever that that needed that kind of uh, oh the stadium even that the, the, they built bulkheads for that. And converting that into beachfront is going to take a long time. Let's put it that way because they have to dredge they dredge the rip the river to get clean dirt, and they'll put that on the lakefront. And that will happen. It's, it's already happening. So that takes a long time. You do see when you look at the flats, which is obviously on the water, um, you know, there are private businesses putting in restaurants and those kinds of things. Will those opportunities avail themselves if we're able to do this, that they'll offer opportunities for private business to also take advantage of this? There isn't that much yet, but there will be, particularly on the North Coast Harbor, there, there will be the opportunity for there will even be offices, maybe even residential buildings along the North Coast Harbor area of the lakefront, downtown Cleveland. But beyond that, the plans are more, at this point, recreational than commercial. Anything else you discovered in, in this research you did for this series of articles we'll see on January 30th? Well, it's just the, the, the realization that the people have realizing that we need to do something with the lakefront. And, and there, 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 is a, there have been so many plans over the years that, that didn't go anywhere that, that I still hold my breath a little bit. <laughs> but I'm really cheered by the, by the fact that there's so much interest now and, and so much serious commitment to, to redoing the lakefront. Well, Jay, we look forward to reading these articles that will be published in Cranes Cleveland on January 30th. Always glad when you can join us. Oh, good to be with you. It's fun, fun. Jay Miller is a reporter for Cranes Cleveland. He joined us today for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. We are brought to you with the support of Delta Dental of Ohio. You can find out more by visiting deltadentaloh.com. I'm Dan Paletta. Always glad when you can join us, and we'll talk again soon. Oh, 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 oh,